Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the One True Podcast, and the only podcast that... <laughs> that uh, the only podcast... Jesus. Matt? Yes? Something wrong there? What's going on? Trump was elected. Oh my god, I had forgotten about that for the last ten seconds. Fuck! While you were screaming. (laughs) Fuck. Shit. Fuck! Fuckity fuck. Fuck! Fucking goddamn fucking piece of shit. Fuck. Ass. Fuck! Bastard fuck. Fuck! Fuck. 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 Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck! Fuck it. Fuck, fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck it. Fuck. Fuck Scott Bale. Fuck. Fuck. Fucking fuck. Fuck. Fuck! Shit, man. Shit. Shit, no. fuck. No, yes. Yes. Fuck. Fucking. Shit, fuck, yes. Piece of shit, ass, bastard, Fuck. Fucking what? Yeah. Yes. Fucking what? Fucking. Fucking, what? fucking goddamn it. Fuck. Fuck. Wisconsin. Fuck you, Wisconsin. Fuck. Fuck Pennsylvania. Oh, fuck, fuck Florida. Fuck Ohio. Fuck Michigan. Fuck Michigan. Fuck Utah. Fuck? fuck you. Yeah. Oh. Utah, of course. Matt, uh, the Utah was supposed to vote f- uh, at least Devin McMullen, right? There's no way that that good, honest, fresh-faced Mormons who have the best moral center of any of the religions out there would ever vote for Donald Trump. That would never happen. Didn't we read a, a shit ton of stories that that would never happen? I read that, but it turns out Hillary Clinton was the most corrupt candidate ever. <laughs> ever. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck Evan McDonald's. What's his name? Fucking. Fucking. Why didn't you do better? I think he's a fucking uh, McMullen. I think he's a, like an ex-CIA agent. Uh, a Mormon LDS. I don't know if they like the term Mormon, Matt. It's uh, not politically correct. An LDS ex-CIA agent, I believe, who, as it turns out, was like Trump without all the immorality. Yeah. <laughs> he just wasn't racist on the outside. Yeah. Um, probably I'm not, just. I'm not saying he's racist on the inside. I really don't know anything about him. <laughs> perhaps not, not quite racist enough for Utah. Not. Yeah, that's his problem. He wasn't racist enough or sexist yeah. enough. Or xenophobic enough. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck! Fuck it. Penis. Did we put a penis in there? Yes. Sneak a penis in there. Much like many things. <sighs> Matt, there's a gnawing at the pit of my stomach. I, uh, uh, I've been nauseated since Tuesday evening. Is it an ulcer? It's probably an ulcer. Yeah, I thought, I, why is this, why is this election? I mean, I know Trump is, like, Trump is, without a doubt, objectively, the worst human being to run for United States presidency <laughs> in the history of the United States. Worse? Worse than, I'm trying to think of somebody worse. Than Listen, uh, Chester Arthur comes close. 
but uh, worse than Chester Arthur. Yeah, Taft maybe. Taft, yeah, maybe. Uh, Ross Perot. No, shit. Want to legalize weed, baby? Yeah, at least he had a redeeming feature. Yeah, one good thing. Uh. Uh, and it turns out what, what, the election bothers me absolutely. Bothers me uh, to the to the the core of my being that that the United States that I know, uh, fu- you know, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, you're. I I understand the pain you're in. The country that I thought I know would pick a racist, xenophobic homophobic douchebag over I mean I can understand Juan Clinton but when the choice seemed clear seemed well, Matt, pretty easy you have one of the worst human beings on earth uh, against a highly qualified woman who has spent her entire adult life in public service uh, the choice is clear you have to vote for the worst human being yeah, you have to work because... For God's sakes, you don't want a woman to hold the presidency. Well, Chuck, Chuck, Matt, it's what not about, that they're racist. What about her hormones? What are you going to do around that time of the month? She might just fire off those uh, nuclear missiles. Oh, you mean for like three days a month she'll act like a man? Boom! Oh. <laughs> Boom! Oh! Hey. Uh, nah. Uh, I'm forgetting that all the people she murdered personally. Let me tell you about the first casualty of this election for me. And I think it's why I'm still nauseated. Chris Christie? Upset. Uh, Chris Christie was the second (laughs) casualty of this election for me. He's already out. Oh, he's out. It's, uh, It's like I'm mourning the death of my family. These people I thought I knew. They and you know my family. I do. I love them. I uh, grew up with these people, believing that uh, they were decent human beings, and uh, they they would uh, put their religion first when it came to a decision like this, or uh, they they put their love of country first. Uh, that there would be some line in the sand that they would say. Beyond this, I cannot vote Republican. Right. That turned out not to be true. I used to think if you scratched my family down deep through the layers at their core, you'd, you'd finally hit bedrock at religion. I now have to face the reality that you scratch through that religion and it's actually Republican. That's the core of their being, their uh, tribal affiliation yeah. to Republicans. Uh, If you had asked me before this election, would my family and friends who are Republican have voted in uh, a a, uh, fascist into the White House? You know, take his morals out of it, although that's extremely disappointing to me that that they're able to look beyond that. A fascist into the White House? I would have said no, absolutely not. I I think that their love of country and their morals would have uh, allowed them to vote elsewhere. You know, it's not just... Uh, a, a contest between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. You have other names on the ballot. Fuck, in Utah, you have Evan McMullen, who is a Mormon, who agrees with a- every one of their beliefs, right? He's rabidly anti-abortion. He wants to put uh, right. people like Antonin Scalia into the Supreme Court. I would have respected them far more had they voted for Evan McMullen, but no, they voted for Trump. Right. Could have voted Johnson and stuck with your, you know... Small government crap, if you wanted to. Could have voted for Stein. Right. I don't know why he would. But. Um, literally, the worst human being to run for the United States presidency. This guy literally did not understand. I think he, the, the reports are that he asked three times in one of his first intelligence briefings uh, as a Republican nominee, three times, why can't we use nuclear weapons again? I don't understand. We have them. Why can't we use them? This is the this is the person you want uh, in charge of the nuclear codes, right? A person who is a serial adulterer. Now that's that's bad news in yeah in in our family. Uh, the the sin of adultery is like unforgivable, right? Uh, 
that sin against innocent blood. It's like the sin of murder, shedding innocent blood, and adultery. Uh, it turns out, not a deal breaker. Uh, turns out, sexual assault, uh, bragging about grabbing women's pussies, uh, not a deal breaker, Matt. Um, probably. Uh, suppo- it was supposed to be. Chaffetz, pro- the governor. Probably at- didn't even make the list of possible deal breakers. The uh, racism probably did not hurt him with my family, may have helped. Yeah. No, the racism, that was in the plus column. May may have been a bonus for my family. Um, But, you know, you you think, they've told me all my life that uh, religion is eternal, right? It is your eternal destiny. An infinity of days lies in front of you based upon your actions here on earth. Your actions here on earth or only a temporary proving ground for your eternal destination. So if your religion takes backseat to your politics, what the fuck good is your religion? And they've told me that they, they have a love of country, right? If your love of country takes a backseat to your politics, what good is your love of country? And a few people who've been telling the rest of us how important your religion and your love of country are to you. That, that, that how central they are to your identity. And if you then vote in a racist, misogynist, thin-skinned, short-tempered piece of shit into the White House because he happens to agree with your politics, what good are you? I don't know my family anymore. There is no line in the ground that they will not cross to vote Republican. There is no candidate to sinful, evil, wicked, all the terms they love to bandy about in religion. There is no candidate so awful that it would make them even protest vote third party. Uh, You could have fucking written in Joseph Smith as a protest vote. It's not as if your vote in Utah makes a goddamn piece of shit difference anyway. And still, you can't bring yourself to not vote Republican. Even split the ticket, Matt. You can't split the ticket. You can't vote Republican downstream and not vote Republican for the presidency of the United States. No ticket splitting? Uh, I, I just, I can't. The, the people that I thought they were, I don't know these people. I don't know these people anymore. And, and I am going through this kind of stage, stages of grief and mourning for the loss of what I thought my family represented and stood for. Yeah. Now, I don't know how they can claim any sort of moral high ground, which I've been subjected to for years, especially in this state. Yeah. Uh, after this, especially after specifically the pussy grabbing incident, when you had high profile Mormons and Republicans in Utah, saying they're not going to support him. Yeah, Rep. Chaffin said, you know, how could I look my wife and daughters in the eye? Uh, I guess, I guess, not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> not much of a problem. It's all about their wives and daughters and their mothers, right? It's not about other women. It's just about people who are directly yeah. related to I'm them. a little goddamn empathy. <laughs> can't step outside. I'm not really concerned about... Uh, the woman reporter who Donald Trump was bragging that he, uh, what did he say? I was on her like a bitch, uh, oh. trying to seduce her when they're both married. It doesn't matter about this. It matters, you know, perhaps if Donald Trump was on his wife and daughter like a bitch, then he wouldn't have voted for. Him. Yes. But uh, before that happens, it's all theoretical. Man. <laughs> it's just a hypothetical situation. I mean, I've been critical of religion for for. for Decades. I never could have made this shit up. I, I, I'm just, I'm sick about it. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. Matt, you know, as you know, but the audience doesn't. Yes. This is actually take two of this podcast. The first one was, fr- was too angry, I think, and too incoherent. <laughs> and Matt was way too drunk. So this episode is all about being sober and reflective. Post-election podcast, take two, with a sober Matt. Yes. Oh, I would like to say, though, that uh, 
we will upload that. Uh, you know, drunk Matt's always entertaining. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and upload that and make it uh, available just to our Patreon supporters. Yeah, that's only for our special members. Yeah. Just go ahead and uh, if you've supported this, this podcast through Patreon, go ahead and go to our account and uh, you can download that podcast. Yeah. For free. Well, I mean, except for the... Well, yeah. you know, they've already paid, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't paid and are interested in listening to that podcast, just donate via Patreon. Alternately, you can get really drunk and listen to this episode. Kind of comes out the same. It was exactly the same. <laughs> but, you know, well, Matt, sign up for the Patreon. We need the money. This is Trump's America now. Matt, it took us almost 250 years, but we finally succeeded in shitting all over our democracy. <laughs> we finally elected a giant douchebag. Not like the the hypothetical ones we had before. Hypothetical? Not literal. What's the opposite? Figurative. That's the word, Chuck. Figurative douchebags. Now, now we have a literal one. <laughs> a literal douchebag in the presidency. <laughs> Matt, that was a great big massive You know the the huge bloody shits that like that's like half foam? Yeah. Like you just ate a uh chalupa from a shady street vendor, you know you shouldn't have bought, but you're just so goddamn hungry, that kind of shit. I'm all too familiar. That's the kind of shit we just sprayed all over our sacred institutions. And then we took the U.S. Constitution and wiped our soggy asses with it. Well, great. How did this happen, Chuck? You know, I wonder when they were writing the Constitution, how long our founding fathers thought our democracy would last. Do you think think anybody had about 250 years in the pool? I think somebody did. Probably probably Hamilton. He was kind of a jackass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, not Hamilton. We love that guy. Jackson. Not Hamilton. <laughs> Nobody loves Hamilton. <laughs> well, except for all those people that buy the tickets to the play. Um, yeah, I Pence. hope. I hope. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I hope that play was all about what a bag of dicks Hamilton was. <laughs> uh, no, was it Burr the dick? Who's, who's the one? Hamilton just shot up in the air. Burr was like. I'll just shoot you then. No, Hamilton didn't want to violate his Christian beliefs and defend himself. Oh, that's right. So, he agreed to the duel and just walked up and got shot. And it was such a douchebag, none of the pastors would agree to give him, you know, last rites. So. Pro tip, don't agree to duels if you're just going to shoot your gun. Like, up here. <laughs> not, not the best strategy to just walk 10 paces, turn around. Right. And make a big fucking target of yourself. <laughs> uh, maybe he thought Burr wouldn't get him. I think Burr's a sucky shot. Uh, he probably won't hit me anyway. God will stop it. Yes. How's that working out for you, Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Jesus now? Speaking of skunk dicks. Sorry, no, only Wonder Woman could have saved Hamilton. <laughs> Choo-choo! Because the bracelets. <laughs> oh, good. I got a skunk dick. Are we going to vote, or are we just ranting in this episode? Matt, our votes don't count. <laughs> our, our votes, votes don't, don't count. Matter. There's no voting in. You know what? It's a fucking dictatorship now, with Skunk, Skunk Dick. Skunk Dick is uh, governed by the Electoral College, so our votes are fucked. <laughs> Chuck, just to maintain some sort of semblance, I've got the first Skunk Dick. What do you got? Florida, man. Well, there's, there you go. I can just stop right there, right? Florida man. That's all you need to say, Matt. Um, Florida man claiming to to be Satan demands free Toyota from dealership. (laughs) Well, last Thursday, a man went into a Jacksonville Toyota dealership and he claimed to be Satan. This is quote Satan sent by Jesus. And he threatened to shoot people unless he was given a free car. He did not have a gun. So uh, there's that. Uh, and nobody's really taking him seriously. But um, he kept walking around and introducing himself, as, not just as Satan sent by Jesus, but also as Jesus, God, and Satan. Like, all three. The Trinity, I believe that's known. Oh, okay. Well, he deserves a Toyota then. Yeah. He went back, um, found a sales associate, found the manager, you know, where they sit in their little desk in the back. He said, he's like, I have a gun. And also, I want to make sure all of the gay people are gone from the earth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they called 911. 
The cops showed up. 30 minutes later, by the way, if they don't have a gun, the cops take their time. So if you need the cops there right away, just tell them they have a gun. Yeah. Although, you know, that means they'll probably shoot him as soon as they get there. But, so. but f- feel free to lie. <laughs> when he was taken away uh, by the police to be evaluated under the Baker Act, which is uh, what? when they take you and evaluate you for, I don't know, mental, mentally. Chuck, you feel me with the Baker Well, they Act? just assume he's crazy because he claims to be <laughs> Jesus, God, and Satan. Uh, he said, go ahead and take me. I'm Jesus Christ, and God will bail me out. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, this was the fourth time he's undergone such an evaluation. So Okay. <laughs> well, Matt, the fourth time is the charm. Yeah. Uh, skunk dick the one. Satan. Jesus, God, and Satan. That is amazing. Here I thought we were talking about the election, but no, Matt brings in a satanic Toyota-wanting <laughs> crazy dude. That this has is, absolutely nothing. This I think is Florida just an amuse-bouche, Chuck, to start I off. I think <laughs> Florida wins skunk dick immediately just by being fucking Florida. <laughs> but sure. Florida. Whatever you want, Matt. Oh, I suppose you have some like relevant skunk dicks. I do. Uh, first of all, the state of Florida. Yeah. Second of all, the, yeah. what was it, 60 million people that voted for Donald Trump? Was it that many? I think it was just like 50. Matt, uh, I think that our podcast has less of a reach than uh, I previously thought. Oh, yeah? Did we just not last week put out a podcast specifically stating, don't vote for Trump, therefore threatening our 501c3 status as a nonprofit organization? We did. and um... And yet... Did people vote for him? People voted for Trump. Oh, son of a bitch. Not only did people vote for Trump, Matt, uh, but uh, uneducated white voters voted for Trump overwhelmingly. Apparently, your uh, like for Trump varies inversely with your ev- education. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that works. Uh, apparently, the more educated you are, the less likely you are to vote for Trump. I don't understand that, Matt. I don't get yeah, it. If you're smarter, work? smarter, spent more time becoming uh, uh, conversant with the issues, uh, the less likely you are to vote for a racist, narcissistic, thin-skinned fucking demagogue. Sounds like some sort of liberal elite. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think reality has a liberal bias. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. There was a weird, um, just for us, an askew point of view disconnect with uh trump voters and how they perceive you know elites versus the rich which it's weird because you know there's a lot of disdain for quote-unquote elites professionals you know uh rich liberals not not like rich rich but like you know upper middle class doctors you know lawyers whatever you want to call them profess even though professors are rich professors smart people that's right disdain you know uh, yes but for rich people, they they admire them, you know. Yes, yes. you know. As Americans, we've always loved uh, rich celebrities. Yeah. If you're rich, if you're a celebrity, if you're famous, particularly if you're white. But, you know, uh, rich, uh, you know, money and power and fame uh, does cross all uh, demographic lines. Even if they're uh, 100% assholes. Right. You know, it's, it's okay. They're rich and famous. But if you're smart and educated, ugh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. We are literally ushering in the idiocracy. Uh, it's happening right now. It's, we're transitioning to our uh, idiocratic government. Oh, uh, yeah. Matt, yeah. Uh, what this election also did reveal is uh, the overwhelming hypocrisy of the... Uh, white evangelical Christian. No. So remember, Trump had no fucking clue about the Bible, even though he says it's his favorite. Bible, right? my, my, my favorite <laughs> remember book, that, the Bible. Remember that speech where he's reading and he called it two Corinthians? Yeah. <laughs> this what? is a man who is very familiar with the Bible. He had his uh, Palin moment too. He's like, what? what's your favorite verse? Oh. Listen. All, all of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Can't remember what he said, but it was like, like you can't just take something like I can't pick a favorite, you know? Yeah, blah blah. blah. I can't pick. 
so white evangelical Christians voted uh, overwhelmingly for Trump, Matt. It was an 81 to 16 split. 81% went for the guy who uh, hardly knows what the fucking Bible is. He uh, cheated on his wife, what, three times? Uh, I, don't, I get him and Newt Gingrich mixed up. So. Possibly. Possibly. For uh, if you count his bragging about the sexual assault, which again, not a deal breaker, grabbing women by the pussy. That's okay. If right. you're rich and famous, it's okay to grab women by the pussy. You don't even wait either, Matt, because you're a celebrity. You just grab them by the pussy. Oh, yeah. That's okay with white evangelicals. But yeah, uh, it, it clearly religion doesn't matter to them. Um, and their morals, which supposedly come from their religion, don't matter to them. If all white evangelicals had stayed home and not voted, Hillary Clinton would have won in a landslide, like 56 to 39 percent. Well, they're not going to stay home because gay people and abortions. Yeah, exactly. It's important to... Climate change uh, conspiracy. It's important to screw over other people's rights. That's what gets these people out of their seats. totally does. Nothing gets people to the voting booth or calling their congressman like those two issues. and, And the other one is guns. Like, yes. If you have the opportunity to fuck over someone's civil rights, my God, it is time to put down your Duck Dynasty DVD and get out there and fucking vote. Oh, on a positive note, Duck Dynasty canceled. Uh, yes. <laughs> One positive thing to come out of this election. They were, um, yeah, they were at what, like a 10 million, you know, viewership and it's gone down to like 1.5 or something. I guess the jokes got old or whatever that show's supposed to be turns out guys we were laughing at you not with you yes they're still gonna finish out the season though (laughs) that mormons voted 61 percent trump to 25 percent clinton oh that is uh after both mitt romney and oh my god glenn beck glenn beck said that their morals would not allow them to vote for donald trump well not true uh, for most Mormons, they took the opportunity to cast their hypocritical vote for Donald Trump. Well, Chuck, I believe their political ideology trumped their religious conviction. <laughs> yeah. Ah, sorry. Let's all just take a moment and laugh at that. Let's all just take a moment and appreciate that particular pun. <laughs> now I can't even use the word Trump because it's become a bad pun. <laughs> Let's talk about the real victim of this election. Trump, see. Matt, Protestants as a whole, you know, white evangelicals are a subsection of that, but Protestants as a whole voted 58% Trump to 39% Clinton. Uh, Also massive hypocrites. Catholics, a little closer, 52% to 45%. Uh, My respect for Catholics uh, went up a tiny notch. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like almost like, hey, not bad Catholics. (laughs) (laughs) How about the religiously unaffiliated, Matt? How do you think? How do you think we did as a group? Oh, I think we all came out and wrote in Sanders. Sixty-eight percent Clinton, twenty-six percent Trump. That twenty-six percent, I believe, was all Robert Price. <laughs> oh God, that hurts, Matt. It hurts. Uh, that twenty-six is like that libertarian streaky. <laughs> well, the worst part about it is, you know, Hillary Clinton. Although she's been demonized by uh, Fox News and uh, Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and, and the, the whole, what do you even call that? Fucking right wing media. The yeah, pretty much. The uh, she in reality she is just left of center, and, and she's far more right of center than I feel comfortable with, especially with her hawkish military views. Right. Uh, her willingness to get us involved um, in in wars that that we shouldn't be involved in. Uh, had Donald Trump run the same platform as a Democrat against someone who's just right of center, like, say, Mitt Romney or John McCain, although I fundamentally disagree with their views, uh, I could not have voted for Donald Trump. It would have either been a Mitt Romney, John McCain, or a third party. All right. And I, I can't, you know, now, now uh, civil rights are threatened. All the gains that we've uh, scratched for, scraped, clawed for over the past eight years, over the vocal opposition of moron Bible thumpers, all of those gains are put into question. Yeah. And I would like to say 
to all you Trump voting pieces of shit, civil rights are not a zero-sum game. You don't have to take away civil rights from someone before you give them to someone else. It costs you nothing to grant your neighbors the same civil rights and respect and human dignity that you now enjoy. Yeah. And just as a side point, um, because I've read, I don't know how many things, like, how did this happen? You know, how many articles I've read since the 8th? How did this come to happen? One, like like you said, white evangelicals and the white working class uh, really came out for Trump. Um, Now, they had some real issues, right? I mean, um, you know, the decline of manufacturing jobs, the feeling that they're being uh, left behind. And kind of since Clinton, in a way, that middle class has been ignored because Clinton started focusing on the poor, which, yes, and emerging globalization. And that's kind of where we've been going instead of focusing on the jobs at home a little bit. Although we do understand that most of these jobs that we lost, like the manufacturing jobs, they're not coming back. They've been, and they haven't been taken by immigrants or just sold overseas. There's been a lot of replacement with <laughs> robots have probably taken more jobs out of the manufacturing class than anything. And global trade has been a net benefit for this country. It doesn't seem it when you look at people or when you look at like uh, certain cities in the Midwest that don't have the jobs they used to. Right. It's been a net benefit for the country. It's uh, been a net cost, I think, for those people in the middle class, especially, like I said, coal miners. But again, I'm going to tell you something here that that Trump won't tell you. uh, And uh, the right wing probably won't tell you either. Those coal jobs are never coming back. Yeah. You know, it's never going to be like the 20th century. When was the last time you saw anyone shoveling coal into the their basement, you know, pot belly stove to heat the house? Yeah. No, nobody, hopefully. Nobody. Does anybody my, do that? <laughs> my grandfather, I think, was the last. I think we did it in the um, late 70s. Uh, and my grandfather uh, had coal, I think, until the day he died. But it, it's just, it's never coming back. They're no. never going to... And if it does, if there's somehow a resurgence of coal, it's not going to be in Virginia. It's going to be in the West where they have coal that's not been mined out. It's easier to get and cheaper. And they're trying to now with that, with the coal out here, to ship it overseas to sell it. Um, It's just just never coming back. Now, Chuck, um, like just what I was saying about the working class. Uh, I understand their frustration and wanting to vote, you know, anti-establishment, except who they voted for, except they voted in a racist, misogynistic asshole. And and I've seen so many articles like, don't just write them off as racist. And I'm like, I'm not just writing them off as racist, but they are racist. <laughs> if you- I am also writing them off as sexist, misogynist yeah. and uh too willing to agree to fascism to uh, forward their own economic plight. Yeah. Unfortunately, Clinton's, and I, I uh, why am I, it's, I feel like I'm Clinton's spokesperson. Like I have to be because I think the media did a shit job in this election. It's, Matt, it's just like the unborn child. No one will speak up for Clinton. No one. Who will she speak has no for, voice. I will speak for Clinton. <laughs> she had plans. Oh, fuck. Anyway, it's just done. It's over. Trump won. I said, I said, give him a chance. Doing really good so far. <laughs> chance is done. Yeah. I'm done with his yeah. chance. He's not even the president yet. He's still the president-elect, and he's being such a douchebag. Holy yeah. shit. The chance, you know, I, I would give him is that uh, hopefully there's a chance that he will run his presidency exactly the opposite as he campaigned for it. That's what I was uh, hoping I, I don't hold out. I mean, he put uh, the head of Breitbart News as his chief strategist. Matt, uh, would you like to go over some headlines of uh, Breitbart News? I do. So, uh, as you know, Breitbart News is a, uh, shall we say, alt-right news organization on the web. Uh, Yes. Probably better uh, described as a white nationalist organization. Also, every time we say Breitbart News, you got drink. Breitbart News, drink. Okay, go. Headline number one: Bill Crystal, Republican spoiler, 
renegade Jew. <laughs> what? What's a renegade Jew? I don't know. Is there is there such a thing as a good Jew, Matt? That's probably the closest you can get, renegade Anthony Jew. Weiner, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> no, wait. Um, sorry. Before he started sexting underage girls. Uh, sympathy for the Devils, the plot against Roger Ailes and America. Oh, fuck you. Do not take my Rolling Stone from me, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> There's no hiring bias against women in tech. They just suck at interviews. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Planned Parenthood's body count under Cecile Richards is up to half a holocaust. Half a holocaust. No, I, I love I love their their what they use for a measuring device. It's a full half Holocaust. <laughs> the Holocaust unit. Oh my god. One of my favorites. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. Well that's everybody knows that. Matt, it should have been more unattractive <laughs> and crazier if it were a truly incendiary headline. Uh Lesbian Bridezilla's bully bridal shop owner over religious beliefs. Lesbian Bridezilla. That was my Bridezilla. Um, after the Pulse Club massacre, it's time for gays to come home to the Republican Party. What? I can't even get through that with a straight face. Oh, that, because it was uh, uh, ISIS that did it, right? Uh, and not a guy that was yeah, born in that's right. fucking... Nope. Queens or Brooklyn. The Republican or Party will have a long and storied history of protecting gays. Yeah. Uh, oh, they love the gays. The solution to online harassment is simple, and harassment's in quotes. <laughs> the oh. Solution to online harassment is simple. Women should log off. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Don't like harassment? Get off the internet. Simple. Solved. Matt, uh, teenage boys with tits. Here's my problem with Ghostbusters. What? And it has a uh, as a picture. Is of, that one headline? Has <laughs> a picture of Melissa McCarthy, a little cartoon drawing of Melissa McCarthy. Who are you gonna call? Weight Watchers. Oh, I get it. Because she's not skinny. Okay. Also, the least teenage boy with tits looking woman I've ever met. I don't. Know. Wait, I just became offensive. They're making me offensive now. Ugh, I'm a sexist bastard. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September. I don't even know what that's about. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, you, when you said faggot tour, I thought you meant it was like a play on the words like abattoir. One, one word. But yeah, but no, it's... Hoist it high and proud. The Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. No, yeah. Heritage of what? <laughs> Slavery. Exactly. Yeah. That's the glorious hair. But again, these guys aren't white supremacists, Matt. That's no, just an not unfair, uh, lamestream media bias. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, let's see. Gay rights have made us dumber. It's time to get back in the closet. Who gets, like, all of us? Uh a June 2015 article by Yiannopoulos, who is openly gay, argued in favor of, quote, forcing gays back into the closet. Oh, not the fucking Milo's. Was it Milo or whatever his name? Yiannopoulos? Uh, yeah. Oh, I find geez. it depressing that my fellow fags have stopped breeding. <sighs> science proves it. Fat shaming works. Well, science proves it. Not against me, fuckers. Uh, <laughs> that's true. You're still you know fat. I'm and immune. I shame you all the time. I'm immune. Lose some weight, you fat fuck. Is it working? <laughs> I just care about you. It guys. bounces right off. It's because you're so fat. But my fat, like the kingpin from Spider-Man. Bounces right off my fat. Well, Matt, those, that's just a, a, a few selected greatest hits of Breitbart News. This is, by the yeah. way, his uh, chief of strategy. Yeah, chief of strategy. Working with Mr. Freebits. As equal partners yeah. in the administration. Yeah, so it's a nice signal. You know, we really need to unify behind this uh, new president and just see, you know, give him a chance to govern, for God's sakes. Yeah, 
Don't, don't criticize. It's too early to criticize. It's not like we. he has been fucking campaigning since 2012. We have no idea what Donald Trump's going to do. I, he could be a really good president. Let's just give him a chance. He's going to bring us all together. I think Breitbart, you can't do anything about. Uh, hopefully, I think the Bannon, um, yeah. appointment of Sessions needs to go through the Senate. Hopefully, people will stand up to it. But again, we're counting on Republicans to do that, right? Right. Democrats are uh, done. No, no, and Republicans are just falling in line now. Just- any opposition has to come from Republicans. If you want a chilling thought, Rand Paul is now uh, the statesman of the Republican Party. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> any opposition will need to come from people like Rand Paul John McCain. If that doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know what what will. Um, spiders. Spiders scare me. Well, keep an open mind, Matt, because <laughs> Trump has already appointed three spiders to his cabinet. I would have voted for a spider first. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, it depends on what that spider's views on abortion are. Well, that's true. Matt, you might have noticed that uh, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Uh, latest estimates are she'll win it by anywhere from one and a half to two million votes. But somehow Donald Trump is our president. Chuck. How'd that happen? Chuck, I did notice that. And I How did it happen, Matt? It's, it can't happen. That's impossible. <laughs> How can you lose the vote and lose the election? Unless I thought this was a democracy. Oh, no, Chuck, you're wrong. We're a republic. Yeah, Direct democracies don't work. That's crazy talk. <sighs> Well, once again, we got fucked by the Electoral College. This is the second time in 16 years, Matt, that we got fucked by the Electoral College. And the first time was pretty goddamn disastrous. This, I can nearly guarantee, I'm looking into my crystal ball, I can nearly guarantee this time's going to be worse. I'm I'm calling it now. Um, Everything. In one year from now, there'll be a lot of fucked up shit. God. Uh, Six months. It's because of the Electoral College. Now... You know, I, you, you keep hearing about the Electoral College all through our, our lifetime. Uh, every fucking presidential election, there's a, this map about the Electoral College. And I can't remember ever learning why the Electoral College exists. I swear to God, Matt, I took a, a U.S. history course in uh, high school, but uh, the reason for the Electoral College escaped me. It was, I was told, because farmers are too goddamn stupid to leave <laughs> the future of the country in their hands. <laughs> That's half of it. Uh, the Electoral College was founded for two reasons. The first is our founding fathers did not trust the average man with democracy. Now, remember, this is 17, what, 86, 87, yeah. when they're talking about the Constitution. Yeah, probably because a good call of, back then, I'm thinking. <laughs> articles of Confederation have failed. There was no mandatory education. Uh, you had the, the average Joes out there usually farming. Uh, so they thought the unwashed masses were particularly susceptible to politicians who merely flattered the people and told them what they wanted to hear. And then, then of course, they'd vote for them and get elected. Go figure. Uh, that's not going to work. James <laughs> Madison in Federalist number two. Remember the Federalist Papers, Matt, the arguments for the U.S. Constitution? Oh, I've got it. Two copies. <sighs> James Madison, one of my favorite founding fathers, uh, in Federalist Number 10, warned against direct democracies being perfect breeding grounds for tyrants. Yeah. And I, I quote, From this view of the subject, it may be concluded that a pure democracy, by which I mean a society consisting of a small number of citizens who assemble and administer the government in person, can admit of no cure for the mischiefs of faction. Now he's talking about political parties or intrigues or cabals or the United States citizenry dividing up into certain groups. Right. Uh, a common passion or interest will, in almost every case, be felt by a majority of the whole. A communication and concert result from the form of government itself. And there is nothing to check the inducements to sacrifice the weaker party or an obnoxious individual. Matt, I can think of at least one obnoxious individual I would like to sacrifice. Mm. Hence it is that such democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. Theoretic politicians, he means rhetoricians, people who just are interested, demagogues, really, ah. in their own, uh, advancing their own agenda over the agenda of the country. Theoretic politicians who have patronized the species of government 
have erroneously supposed that by reducing mankind to a perfect equality in their political rights, they would at the same time be perfectly equalized and assimilated in their possessions, their opinions, and their passions. A republic, by which I mean a government in which the scheme of representation takes place, opens a different prospect and promises the cure for which we are seeking. Aha! So if you have um, smart, qualified individuals representing the dumb, unwashed masses, a demagogue, for example, or rhetorician, or someone who flatters the public, could never possibly be elected. Are you sure about that? Alexander Hamilton also argued for safeguards against tyrants in Federalist Number 68. Talents for low intrigue and the little arts of popularity may alone suffice to elevate a man to the first honors in a single state, but it will acquire other talents and a different kind of merit to establish him in the esteem and confidence of a whole union, or of so considerable a portion of it as would be necessary to make him a successful candidate for the distinguished office of President of the United States. <laughs> He goes on, it will not be too strong to say that there will be a constant probability of seeing the station filled by characters preeminent for ability and virtue. Nice. Oh my God, you know, I, I, I never really liked Hamilton, but I had no idea. He was so fucking naive. Although, I will say it did last for about 250 years yeah. until we got the first 100% ridiculously unqualified asshole as president. Uh, the second concern, Matt, was that small states were afraid of being overpowered by large states on the national stage. And when I say small states, yeah. I'm, I mostly mean slaveholding states, because most of their population was non-voting slaves. <laughs> That's so unfair, right? You've got uh, this massive population, right? but uh, we're so racist, we don't allow them to vote. But we should still <laughs> count them for purposes oh, yeah. of nationwide representation. Uh, and that's where the three-fifths compromise came in, right? Right. You can't even count them as a whole person for the purpose of electoral vote. <laughs> right. It's not like slaves could go to the voting polls and say, <laughs> I'd like to cast my vote is worth three-fifths of the guy next no. to me. It was, you count them as three-fifths of a person for the purposes of assigning a House of Representatives representation. Right. <laughs> uh, so they get, a, they get a smaller voting population gets a bigger say. It's great. Yes. Right. That's that's the that's the compromise. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on that, right? Right. Like all these white guys saying, um, boy, how do we compromise on this? Uh well, uh, how about a slave would be worth one fourth of a white man? What well, what do you say about that? And then they say, Oh uh, my god, Buford, let's not be racist here. Right. One fourth, my god. Three quarters, I say. <laughs> well, it's not Let's not be ridiculous. Three quarters. Oh. Insane, man. Half? <sighs> Getting closer. How about three fifths? Not three fifths. Damn it, sir. You've hit upon By the Jove, I think I <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know how the fuck they came to three fifths. Right. I, have, I have no fucking idea. You know, you know what they were. They, they were going back. They were haggling. <laughs> <laughs> Five sixteenths? No. Even no. the southern states. Couldn't argue that their slaves should count as one person. They're like, we can't make them count as one person. But we need absurd. to have the most them count as much as they can. Absolutely absurd. Oh, my God. Hamilton continues his justification for the Electoral College in Federalist Number 68. Federalist Number 68 is short. You should probably read it if you haven't. It's all about how to elect the president. Uh, he says... It was desirable that the sense of the people should operate in the choice of the person to whom so important a trust was to be confided. Oh, thanks. Uh, the president, right? This end will be answered by committing the right of making it not to any pre-established body, right? Not the Senate of the House of Representatives, but to men chosen by the people for the special purpose and at the particular conjuncture. It was equally desirable that the immediate election should be made by men most capable of analyzing the qualities adapted to the station and acting under circumstances favorable to the deliberation and to a judicious combination of all the reasons and inducements which were proper to govern their choice. A small number of persons, selected by their fellow citizens from the general mass, will be most likely to possess the information and discernment requisite to such complicated investigations. So Matt, Hamilton's plan was basically this. People in each, each state would vote, not for a candidate for president, but for a group of electors equal to the combined number of representatives in the House and Senate. 
So no state would have less than three, right? Because right. everyone gets two senators, and based on population, at least one House of Representatives. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't quite, you know, if you look at the statistics, like a vote in Wyoming, one elector uh, represents about 170,000 people. And right. in California, one elector, you know, uh, is, is like three times that. So actually, your votes actually count more in Wyoming than they do in California. Oh, yeah. But those electors would then convene once inside that state and deliberate on who would be the best candidate for president. They would then forward these results to the United States Capitol, where they would be tallied, and the candidate who obtained the majority of those votes would become president. Now, Matt, if you're thinking, hey, that's strange. That's not at all how the Electoral College currently works. Yeah, I was thinking that. You'd be right. Oh, sweet. I'm not sure it ever has worked that way, <laughs> like ever in the history. How it works right now is people vote, and in, in, with the exception of Maine and Nebraska, all of the electoral votes go to whoever wins the popular vote in the state, right? Right. So what is profoundly obvious with this election is that the Electoral College has failed us in exactly the two reasons it was set up for in the first place, right? One, to prevent an unqualified demagogue from assuming the office of the presidency, right? I, I don't... No, we don't. Do I even have to comment on that? No, we don't. I mean, it, it's a fact. Two... To prevent large states from overpowering small states. For this, it's done the reverse. It's given all of the political power to a tiny set of small swing states, right? To the exclusion of the larger, more populous states, which right. presidential candidates have ignored for years. When was the last time you saw a presidential candidate campaigning in California, New York, or Texas, the three most popular states in the nation? Reagan! Well, <laughs> I mean, it's because he lived there. So uh, Yeah, they don't. They don't go to those states. What's the point? They got They have to go to the swing states. So really, all the power is in those swing states, those smaller states. They decide the election. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and if anybody's holding out hope that some electors are going to swing their vote away from Trump, uh, it's not going to happen. I think that at least 29 states have a faithless elector law or clause, I don't know, where you can face criminal... Uh, criminal charges if you change your, if you don't vote the way the populace voted. If you basically do what Hamilton said to do in the first place. Right, sit around deliberate, and deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> deliberate, examine, and think about it. I mean, all these people who are like, we want the original interpretation of the Constitution. Fuck you. Yeah. It's, you just say that when it's to your advantage, right? Right. <laughs> You don't really want the original interpretation of the Constitution. If that were the case, again, it is profoundly obvious who should be president, right? Yeah. Because the people without college degrees, the uneducated, voted in mass for Trump. The educated elites voted in mass for Clinton, right? And who did Hamilton want the electors to be? The educated elites. Right. Oh, those goddamn. So what, uh, what can we do about this, Chuck? Yeah, uh, clearly it's failed, right? right. Um, we've got a couple of options. Number one, repeal the Electoral College. Just carry out the goddamn presidential election like we do every other fucking race, right? Governor, senators, great popular vote. Uh, Matt, this would require a constitutional amendment, and uh, good luck with that. Yeah. The smaller states are not going to agree. You need three quarters, right? The smaller states are not going to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Republican states not going to agree with that. Nope. Number two, the uh, National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. Or, uh, as its catchy acronym is called, NIPVIC. NIPVIC? <laughs> NIPVIC. Uh, yeah, they need to work on that, I think. Um, that ties each state's electoral college votes to the national popular vote, right? So, if, for example, the state in question votes Republican, but the national popular vote is won by a Democrat, all those electoral votes will actually go to the Democrat. Uh, this ensures that there will never again be a split between the electoral college and the popular vote. Problem is, only 10 states plus the District of Columbia have signed on it, all of them traditionally Democratic states. Yeah. Again, traditionally Republican states are not likely to agree. Uh, because if you look at, at history, four of the five times where the Electoral College has granted a victory to the loser of the popular vote, it's gone to a Republican. Right. Swing states are not likely to agree because it reduces their political influence. So that's probably going nowhere. You need at least, we're only at like 30% of the uh, electoral college total votes and you need, you need to hit 270 before anything would happen. And if you did that, get ready for a shit ton of fucking court cases. Right. 
So it's probably not going nowhere. Finally, number three is an agreement to award electoral votes proportionally like Maine and Nebraska do just across the board. Uh, again, it's not perfect because it still overrepresents the small states. And until every state agrees, the, what, the those states who still award 100% of their votes to a marginally winning candidate will hit, still have the advantage over those who proportionally award them. So basically, we're fucked. We're fucked. fucked. I, I mean, I can understand why the founding fathers agreed to this compromise. But man, I cannot think of anything less democratic than a candidate winning the most votes, but still losing the election because she just didn't win the right votes. Right. Well, that's because we're a republic. So, uh, we lost. We lost. We lost, and our country's going to be fucked up for at least a generation. But I would say, I would say two things in closing. One, despair. Uh, definitely despair for our country. But when you're when you're done, or even if you're not done, shit, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be done despairing for the country based on the outcome of the 2016 elections. But part of uh, uh, helping that same despair is to get out and, and be vocal about your beliefs. I've remained quiet on Facebook because I assumed that most people are basically decent human beings, and, and uh, I've been, I think, shown by this election to be wrong. I think decent human beings stayed home on this election. I think they're out there, but we need to be vocal and we need to rally around this and we need to be active in our communities locally. It always starts locally and uh, with nationwide organizations and support the Democrats. The Democrats are going to have to reinvent themselves. I would say uh, I'm done with centrist, moderate Democratic candidates. The Republicans have shown time and time again they do not compromise. They would rather, like their fucking constituents, burn this goddamn country to the fucking ground before they give an inch. And the minute they get elected, they will undo all of the progress that we have clawed and scraped and torn from the the fucking clutches of the Republicans over years of obstruction and gerrymandering and every fucking trick they can pull to to stop it and and vocal screeching and whining and screaming and Bible thumping and laws to to limit women's right to abortion and and chip away at Roe v. Wade, fucking freedom of religion bills that are, are just bywords for privileged Christianity. We need to get up, band together, and fight these fucking pieces of shit at every turn. I'm going to vote and do everything in my power to make the nationwide Democratic organization vote for the most leftist, progressive, socialist fucking candidate that we can possibly put forward. You want change, that's the change we need to give this country. We need to get up, put our money where our mouth is, get out there and work, and fight these assholes with every fucking fiber of our being. Be loud, be vocal, identify yourselves. Show your friends, your family, your neighbors who you are, what you stand for. Don't be quiet. Stand up and shout. This is who we fucking are. We're not going to sit down and be cowed by you assholes who want to turn the clock back in this country to a time where minorities were openly lynched, where gays were beat up and murdered in the streets where any other religion or absence of religion was not tolerated. We're not going to take it anymore. To those of you in my family who voted for Trump, fuck you. There, there is no reason to have ever voted for that piece of shit. This should have been the easiest election in my lifetime. But we need to fight, we need to get up and get these assholes out of now all three branches of the United States government. The damage, uh, I think, from this election has been done, and we need to do everything we can to undo it and move this country forward. Volunteer with your local Democrat party. See what they need. Be part of the next Get Out the Vote drive. Part of the reason Hillary Clinton lost is because liberals stayed home. And if you uh, liberals stayed in your fucking chairs during the most important goddamn election of my lifetime, and possibly in our country's history, and didn't get out there and vote like your goddamn motherfucking life depended on it. Fuck you, because other people's lives did. Donate to your favorite organization, particularly ones that are going to be the busiest fighting for your rights 
and the rights of the politically powerless and disenfranchised over the next four to eight years. My favorites are the Freedom From Religion Foundation, American Atheists, ACLU, Planned Parenthood. God, fucking donate twice to Planned Parenthood, Matt, because they can't sell aborted baby parts anymore. Oh, sweet. The Republicans stripped that away, too. Now we can't even sell baby ears. You know how much they were going on the market? Speaking of people whose lives depended on the outcome of the election, the trans suicide hotline, whose traffic has tripled since the election, they need your money. Southern Poverty Law Center, who I donate to even though I disagree with it. They, they listed two Muslim critics on their hate speech group. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, tons of others. Matt, what are your favorites? Uh, yeah, you've already brought up Planned Parenthood. Um, there's also the Center for... Uh, yeah, you've already brought up Planned Parenthood. Um, there's also the Center for uh, Reproduction Rights, um, the ACLU, the International Refugee Assistance Project. If you are concerned about the environment, you can donate to the NRDC, National Resource Defense Council. Uh, locally, just uh, last episode, Heal Utah. Um, are you worried about racism? You can donate to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund or the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Education Fund. A couple other things, if you really can get involved, uh, run for your local school board. Call your representative or your congressman or your senator. And not just once, like call them, call them every week. If, you're, if there's an issue you're concerned about, uh, say it's uh, like a restrictive abortion law, call them up and say, hey, I don't agree with this, you know. Blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do about it? And then call them again and then call them again and just keep calling them about it every week. The media has did a shit job in this election. And and part of that is because it's turned into such a, uh, a reality show, a money making enterprise to help keep journalism uh, doing the job it should be doing. Subscribe to a newspaper. It helps pay for them to maintain, you know, journalists and not just talking heads and pundits and TV shows to watch people argue about shit. I subscribed to the local one after I talked with uh, actually Matt last week. He recommended the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, There's other options, uh, maybe where you are or nationally. But yeah, do that. And and just a word uh, on the media, Chuck. (laughs) This kind of ties in with... uh, with the Hamilton play and Pence. And I'm sure everybody knows about this because it's all over the goddamn fucking news that uh, Pence went to a production of Hamilton and people booed him, which they should have because he is a giant asshole. He's going to a Broadway show where just about everybody up there is gay, probably, you know, or in the theater. And this is a guy who supports conversion therapy and has has advocated against, you know, supporting research for AIDS and HIV and preventing the spread of it, you know, by diverting money from the clean needle program and advocating for a law that was supposed to, I can't remember the name of the law off the top of my head, but it was supposed to procure funds for research into HIV and AIDS. But only his, his point was like, it should only go to organizations that don't advocate the gay lifestyle. Uh, meaning if they don't actively say to the people that go there that if they don't preach against it to them um <laughs> that they shouldn't have yeah, Matt, money that clean needle program he delayed so that he could pray about it that was jesus it. That fucking was christ uh, causing at least i believe 200 new infections of hiv are on his shoulders an hiv epidemic because of his fucking actions right. so i so rightfully so if if you're going to go to a show like that you deserve to get booed, and you got to take that shit. So that's our First Amendment right. right. We are just exercising our rights and, under the First Amendment to freedom of speech. And kudos to the cast of that show. Uh, moreover, because of this, they come out, they deliver, they they address them, and they say, "Hey, hey, we shouldn't boo, but Mr. Pence." And they gave their statement. We've all heard it. it was It was fantastic. It was measured. It was it was polite. It was thoughtful, and and they've got nothing but crap for it. Um, I want to remind people that the the guy who placed uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda as the lead in the show is an openly gay, HIV positive man, and here comes Mike Pence into the show, who advocates against everything that that man stands for. That would see that man have have less rights and die because of the things he wants to do 
you goddamn better bet I'm gonna boo that asshole, you know. But the cast came out and they they held the higher ground. And what do we see from that? We see Trump comes out and tweets the pettiest shit after that. And this is just part of that smoke. This is where I say the media is failing. This is part of that smoke screen. I'm seeing that on the news all over the place. And nothing about Trump settling a fraud case. The president-elect United States just settled a fraud case for $25 million for his goddamn fraudulent Trump university. Where's that? What are we right. doing? Yeah. There's, this is how the election was covered. I, I'm overflow. I'm run out of disgust. I'm empty. I, I I have no I have no energy for disgust anymore. Yeah. I'm I've bottomed out. I, I can't. You know, just uh, if any Republican or, or any member of my family is listening, anyone who uh, voted for Trump, just imagine for a second if Obama had settled a fraud case for $25 million or Hillary Clinton had settled a fraud case for $25 million. Oh, crooked Hillary. She's crooked. <laughs> she lives in jail. The avalanche of coverage. Oh my God. Um, Matt, I wanted to close with the inscription on the Statue of Liberty, right? There's a plaque at the base of the Statue of right. Liberty called the new Colossus by Emma Lazarus written, I think in uh the late 1800s. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch, whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome, her mild eyes command, the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep, ancient lands, your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shores. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Matt, that poem stands inscribed at the base of the Statue of Liberty. I think, at least for the next four years, we need to scratch it the fuck off until we can stand up and say, Everyone is indeed welcome in our country. And to those of you who want to stem the tide of minority rights or women's rights or gay rights or trans rights or atheist rights or the rights of anyone who looks or acts or believes differently than you, to those of you who love your fucking guns or your fucking coal or your fucking religion or political party more than you love your country, to all of you assholes, I say this. Either get on board or get the fuck out of my way. Hold on, before I continue, I have to say, I'm drinking. Drinking tonight. So, Matt, this election has uh, made me want to drink. I think I'll take up drinking. (laughs) Take it up. (laughs) Uh, Tonight I'm drinking birch beer, the only beer I actually like. Is it alcoholic? I sure fucking hope so. Birch beer? Birch beer. Birch beer? Birch beer. I think it's just like birch tree. Yeah, they squeeze some birch tree and make beer out of it. Is this first ingredient sugar? Let me see. Water, sugar. Purified carbonated water. Okay. Number two? Pure cane sugar. Yes. Okay. Wait, artificial flavors is next. (laughs) That's the birch. (laughs) And then caramel color. This is good shit, man.